0: We've been going through this month a series we've called the unlikely advent of Jesus Christ. We've looked at the different characters: Mary, the unlikely mother of God, Joseph, the unlikely father of Jesus. We looked at the manger, unlikely birthplace today, Paul. Helped us see the shepherds in a fresh way as the unlikely witnesses. Tonight we look at a baby just briefly as the unlikely savior of the world there's a little verse that we could easily overlook because we've heard it so often but there's something really profound about it let's say this together this will be a sign to you you will find a baby wrapped in clothes lying in a manger I want you to focus just for a moment on that promise that the angel said, this will be a sign to you. Now think about it. They had just seen the heavens open up and the host of angelic beings singing glory to God in the highest, and that was not the sign. (laughs) So you'd think there was something even bigger few suns exploding writing the name Jesus across the sky that that's a sign but what the angel said was no this is going to be the sign God is communicating something in the setting to which the shepherds are headed this is the sign it's not just a description there's something God is saying about how God works there's something he's saying about who Jesus is, that we are to know, we're to see the signs in that statement. So that's what we're gonna look at as we prepare to celebrate the Lord's table tonight. What is it about this that the shepherds were to see that is not only a sign for them, but for all of us? Well, the first thing that he says is you will find a baby. We've gotten so used to that idea. Christmas, you know, we, we invented Christmas. The Bible didn't. Jesus certainly didn't. We've come to celebrate the birth of Jesus. What we were taught to celebrate was his death. And that's why we're going to have communion together because that's what the Lord instructed us to do in our worship. We, of course, celebrate the resurrection because we know from the earliest times of the church, they began to worship on the first day of the week. And they called it the Lord's Day because they were living the resurrected life. No, no, we have fallen into celebrating the birth and of course there's nothing wrong with that as long as we recognize the power of it as long as we see the signs it's a powerful thing that greek word baby is very unique but yet very common it's a human child you refer to any baby that was born but i want to be clear it was not for puppies or tadpoles you know the <laughs> emphasis here is that Jesus was a human baby you see the gospel spent so much time helping us understand that he was God and that's an important thing to embrace Christmas the Advent the story of, that Luke captures reminds us also that he was a man he was born as a human being So the first thing we see in this sign is the humanity of Jesus. Everything else flows from this truth. If he had not been born, Jesus could not have died for our sins and he would not have risen from the dead. He had to become like us in order to save us. That was the only way. The second thing he says to them is that they will find this human child wrapped in clothes. King James calls it swaddling clothes. In the ancient world, they would take strips of cloth and wrap a newborn (laughs) child first around the arms separately and then the torso so that the child ended up looking something like an Egyptian mummy. It was this form of protection. Yes, it was restrictive, but we know babies like being swaddled, they like that tightness. But it was more than that, it was protection. But, in some sense, it was a sign of something yet to come. Because in the same way Jesus was bound as a child, he would be bound and he would be dragged and he would be condemned and he would come to the cross. Very much we see a sign of that future when we see this human child bound. Of course, the third thing is lying in a manger. In the fact that he's a baby, we see the humanity of Jesus. The fact that he's wrapped in cloth, we see the helplessness of Jesus. And then finally, in the manger, we see the humility of Jesus. We see the extreme poverty, the contempt and indifference that Jesus faced, the baby lying forgotten in an exposed, stable, resting in a feeding trough, is God's appointed sign to all of us. This is true incarnation. God has come to the world in the most unlikely way. This is what Paul meant in Philippians 2 when he said that he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness. And so, having traveled through Advent, we come to the end of the story. God's surprising sign is a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and resting in a feeding trough. It's not very likely beginning for a movement that will change the world. But there he was, God's appointed sign from heaven. You've certainly heard these words at one time or another, but I think they're powerful for us tonight. If the world had needed education, God would have sent a teacher. If the world had needed an army, God would have sent a general. If the world had needed more money, God would have sent a banker. But since the world needed a savior, God sent a baby. And that is the surprise and the wonder and ultimately the delight of Christmas. God did what would never have been done. And in so doing, he opened the door to heaven for all of us. So that sign not only points us to Jesus, but it points us all the way to the cross, all the way to eternal life, if we're willing to follow that sign, as the shepherds did. And for those of you that have embraced that life in Christ, you understand that the gift that was given in Jesus was a savior, and the ultimate gift for us is forgiveness of sins and eternal life. You understand just how important, how profound that sign is. And for the rest of you, Who come maybe once a year who are here with family we're so glad you're here maybe that signpost is for you more than anyone here tonight our Lord gave us the celebration of the bread and the wine to remember that this would be his greatest gift his body broken for us his blood shed for us and because he took our death We can live in Him and have our sins forgiven. And so we invite all those who profess Jesus as Savior to partake tonight. And for some of you, maybe you're just hearing this and considering Jesus, not just as a baby, but as as a king, as a Savior, as your Savior. And you would like to, even in this act, take a step of faith and receive Him. Not in taking the bread. You're not receiving Jesus in the bread. It's an act of faith in your heart where you are receiving him as your savior. And then the bread and the wine are symbolic of that trust and that gratitude. Let me pray. Father, we are grateful, so grateful. Many of us have come to decades worth of Christmas Eve's. We've heard these stories and yet they are ever new because they are about life eternal. They are ever fresh. They are living. And we are living because of them. And so, Father, we say thank you. And we look at that baby and we see the Savior of the world hanging on a cross. We see the risen Lord who would have victory over the tomb. And we see the ascended Lord who now sits at the hand of the Father. And in all those images, we say, this is our God. Amen.